Thank you for joining us. We know some of you are here in the room and many of you are listening. Many, many are listening uh, from a distance on the podcast. And we're so thrilled you're here to learn the Torah of Rav Kook with Rav Yitzchak Evan Shaish out of Jerusalem, one of the great teachers of Rav Kook Torah and, and the most responsible for holding up the Torah, the legacy of Rav Kook today to ensure that his particularism and universalism, his unique Torah, is here to inspire and move us forward towards redemption, uh, stage by stage. Unfortunately, today we have to end 10 minutes early, so please forgive us. We have to end at 10 minutes before the hour today uh, due to some abnormal scheduling on our end, but this is session eight of 10, so we have this one and then uh, the next two, and please do let us know if you've been listening from a distance on podcasts because we want to continue this learning and um, are looking for those who might support in uh, enabling us to take this to the next level together. Very, very important. So Rav Yitzchak is going to be a host here and he's going to share a screen so we can learn together. Thank you so much. Shalom Aleichem, Erev Tov, and it's Erev, Erev, Erev Pesach in Yerushalayim, and we're entering the the Chag HaGeula, and we have the opportunity to learn the Torah HaGoelet, the the liberated Torah, the liberating Torah, the Torah that is understood by the inner circle of, of the generations, the Torah of Rav Avraham Yitzchak HaKohen Kuk Zecher Tzadik Livracha. And we'll, today we'll focus in on, we're, doing, we're going through his teaching about the, the fourfold song, but we'll also use that as um, in connected to Pesach and conclude it with, with a piece from his Haggadah. But to bring us into the context, one of his most amazing pieces of Torah, he uses the understanding that God's name, Yud Ke Vav Ke, is an unfolding Yud, Yud Ke, Yud Ke Vav, Yud Ke Vav Ke. And the four unfoldings are Yeshu Shar Shirat Nafsho. The first is when we're singing the song of our own soul, of our own beings and ourselves we find everything, our full spiritual satisfaction. And then as we develop, we start titrachevnat show, ah, here we, and then the second, the level, the second level is yishar shirata uma. We sing, we emerge, we sing the song of our nation, we emerge, from the circle of our individual self that we don't find it broad or refined enough and we we not idealistic enough and we cleave with a fine love to the entire collective of the community of Israel and with all of Israel we sing her song our we 
we, we are saddened in her sufferings. We suffer in her sufferings and we rejoice in her hopes. And I have to say a very special, just I can't, I can't not say it. Mishtashe has got to, you were also entertained in some way. And if it wasn't so, like the, the political situation is, you have to take it as entertainment as a way because it's, it's, it's gonna make a wonderful movie one day. But um, it's crazy what's going on here right now. But that's the song of Israel and we're all involved in it together and so on and so forth. But we're also, thank God, wonderful things are happening here while, <laughs> while the politicians are doing their things. And so that's the song of our nation. And we sing that. And then we're, today we're going to the next level. And the next level is Yesh Asher Od Titrachev Nafsho. There is the one in that part of ourselves in which our spirit reaches further. When we emerge going beyond the boundary of Israel. Lashir et Shirata Adam. To sing the song the song of humankind. Rucho holechu mitrachev begeon klaluta adam the hod tzalmor. Our spirit extends to the wider vistas of the majesties of humankind. We aspire for our humankind's general goal and we look forward for humankind's higher perfection. And from this source of life, we draw the subjects of our meditations and our study, our aspirations and our vision. Our spirit expands to include all humankind and the splendor of the divine image of all humankind. And what we want is all humankind's a destiny to be fulfilled and we're looking forward we're looking forward to the shlemut to the hishtalmut the highest shlemut and hishtalmut of all for all humankind and from this from here we take our our thinking and our investigations our aspirations and our visions and so here I want to offer a, a real blessing for everything that, that Rabbi Shmuley, that you're initiating, because I think that's one of the, you know, you're, you're singing the song for all humankind and you're, you're, the concerns of Israel are the concerns for everyone. And you're going to pass the boundary of Israel singing the song of human, humankind and may, may, may it be bring many, many great blessings because the understanding that this is the unfolding of the divine for us to do this. So that's the third level. To sing the song of humankind. So, Taking that as a context, let's see where and how Rav Cook, and he writes about this extensively. It's, it's, it's harder to decide how to, what not to include than to find pieces where he discusses this. But 
I'd like, with your uh, permission and participation, I think I'm going to read almost completely in English so that we don't, we can go through the material and, and, and uh, more quickly and um, rather than have to translate it. So this first piece is kind of, I'll go back and forth, but I will focus on the English. But the, the Nazir titled this piece by Rav Kook as Hatikun HaElyon the higher perfection, the higher repair. A chaotic world stands before us as long as we have not reached the state of higher perfection of uniting all life forces and all their diverse tendencies. As each, long as each one exalts themselves saying, I will be sovereign, me, no one else. There cannot be peace in our midst and God's name cannot be associated with us because God's name is Shalom. And it's only from Shalom and through Shalom that the light of truth becomes manifest. And therefore all our endeavors must be directed toward disclosing the Or HaShalom HaKlali. All our endeavors have to be to uncover the light of universal Shalom, the light of universal harmony. And how do we have the light of universal harmony? It's derived not by, from suppressing any power, any thought, any tendency, but bringing all powers, thoughts, and tendencies into the vast ocean of infinite light. It's in the vast ocean of infinite light all things have their unity, all is ennobled, exalted, all is holy, all is Kadesh. And all our efforts, the efforts of Israel as the state of Israel, the people of Israel, have to be directed towards this uncovering the Or HaShalom HaKlali. So may we be blessed to do that. And therefore it's important for us to understand and this is from another piece in, Oro, in, in his writings in Orota Cortes. These pieces are drawn from his, um, the Shmonik Vatsim, the, the eight notebooks that he wrote between 1904 and 1919. And the Nazir, Rav Cook's main student, who I, you've, I've shown pictures of him before, um, put these together, framing the, 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 the thought world of Rav Kook and presenting it to Am Yisrael in Orota Kodesh. And it's really one of the most brilliant illuminated works of Torah in the history of works of Torah. We must liberate ourselves from confinement within our private concerns. In order to have, be touched by the Or HaShalom HaKlali, to disclosing the light of the universal uh, peace, 
we must liberate ourselves from confinement within our private concerns. Because if we're confined in our private concerns, this reduces us to the worst kind of smallness and brings upon us endless physical and spiritual distress. It is necessary for us to raise our thought and our will, our basic preoccupations to universality, to the inclusion of all, to the humankind, to the Jewish people, to all existence. Notice the order here towards universality, the inclusion of all, to the whole world, to humankind, to the Jewish people, to all existence. The firmer our vision of universality, the greater joy we will experience and the more we will merit divine illumination. May we be blessed to develop divine illumination. And in a work called Rav Cook's Main, which called his Musser work, Midot Haraya, which he wrote in, in Europe in his 30s. And it goes through a number of character traits and, 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 and it's, it's an alphabetical order. So the first one is Ahava, love. And he says like this, Ahava tzricha liot the heart must be filled with love for all. The love of all creation comes first, then comes the love for all humankind, and then follows the love for the Jewish people, in which all other loves are included. It is the destiny of the Jewish people, the children of Israel, to serve towards the perfection of all things. She'atidin Israel. I prefer the word Israel than the word Jewish people. That Israel is destined to repair all activities. And this love to, 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 to serve towards the perfection of all things. And this love has to be expressed in practical action, pursuing the welfare of those we are bidden to love and to seek their advancement. Practical action, making sure that they have clothes and food and, and if they're in sort of a imprisoned, you know, I'm just thinking of, of what I see, what Rabbi Shmuley is involved in, but practical action, it's, otherwise it's not love. We have to pursue, we have to chase the welfare for the well-being of those we're bidden to love and we have to seek their advancement. Kol HaTorah, the entire Torah, HaMusar, its ethics, its moral teachings, the commandments, HaMitzvah, HaMaaseh HaTalmud, the deed and the learning. Oh, and this is quite a strong statement. Why does the Torah exist in the world? Why do we have the, the Torah in the world? Kol HaTorah and all its activities, they're coming to remove the roadblocks. So that this eternal universal love can spread 
להתרחב על כל כיכרי החיים, על כל מרחביהם, to expand to all the avenues of life, to all realms of life and their complete expansion. The entire Torah, all its teachings, mitzvot, good deeds of the studies, its objective is to remove the roadblocks so that universal love should be able to spread, to extend to all realms of life. Nothing less than that. And therefore, in a piece which is called Ahavat Olam, or universal love, great souls can't dissociate themselves from the most universal concerns. All they desire and aspire is for the universal good, universal in its comprehensiveness, universal in its full width, height, and depth. But the entire whole is constituted in, part, in numerous, numberless particulars, particular individuals, particular communities. The whole is made up of so many particulars, but, and the whole cannot achieve its highest fulfillment except through the perfection of its particular individuals and the particular communities, large and small, of which it is constituted. When love-possessed people see the world living creatures full of quarrels, hatred, persecution, and conflicts, our world, when love-possessed people see the world, they yearn with all their being to share in those aspirations that move life towards wholeness, unity, peace, and tranquility. They want that every particular shall be preserved and developed and that the collective whole shall be united and abounding in peace. That's what we want. That's what Israel wants. That's what every love-possessed person wants. It's, this one is actually written in notebook one. It's one of the early entries. It's probably closer, according to the latest theory, of he started writing these notebooks, like around 1910. So it's, um, but on the cover, it says this is from 1904 to 1914. So, But it's in his Yafo period when he was starting to experience a great illumination. Rav Cook came to Israel when he was 39 years old to be the rabbi of Yafo. And when he came to Yafo, his, he became, his level of illumination increased. Yeah, I don't know what the right word is, you know, but he really, he had a, an extraordinary illumination that, that began as he entered Israel and, and for the rest of his life. And then he, in one of the most remarkable books, uh, there is a book, I, I don't have to, here's the, I'll show you the cover for no reason but to show you the cover. Um, Ruff Cook knew he was coming to Yafo in 1902. They started the negotiation to bring him to Israel. His father-in-law was already the assistant chief rabbi of Yerushalayim. And, um, the Adaret, and um, 
Rav Cook sat down and wrote his longest single book. It's 57 chapters, and it's called to the new, the new Guide to the Perplexed, Le Nevuche Hador. And it goes through 57 chapters, and it's his most far-reaching revolutionary thought. And it's why it wasn't published. Um, it was hidden. He wrote it. They put it away, and they first it was first published 10 years ago. Nobody, very few people had read it until 10 years ago. And I, and, and I have a daily learning of Rav Cook on, on Zoom, and, and we're, we, we're actually reading through this book. Right now we're taking a break. We're learning Pesach material, but after Pesach we'll be returning. We're on chapter 37, but they're all different, so you can join us at any time. It's uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Jerusalem time, Sunday to Thursday. And, um, and from this book, we find the following quote. It is necessary that all human beings recognize that they must live together as brothers and sisters. And after we go through a process of clarification and transformation, we will all join together as brothers and sisters of one family. Then all humankind will be bound up together in brotherlyhood, in brother and sisterhood. We will be a family who, of course, divide among ourselves the chores of the house in order to increase its success and blessing. And everyone will do their part in the United Nations. And it's so fascinating that the League of Nations began at, you know, at, at the same time that the Israel was like, they, it was part of the birth of Israel. And it's very clear that the work of Israel is to turn the, the United Nations into really the United Nations, rather than the uh, Amalek's attack force on, on Israel. All right. So now he, uh, let's continue. This one, it's not a good, Magamat HaYechudim is the title the Nazir gave to this, the purpose of our unifications. All the defects of the world, material and spiritual, are derived from the fact that every individual sees only one aspect of existence that pleases them, and all other aspects that are under, uncomprehended by them seek to deserve purging from the world. This thought that whatever is outside one's own is destructive and disturbing leaves its imprint on individuals, groups, generations, and epochs. The result is a multiplication of conflict. Welcome to history. The more clearly one studies the character of individual human souls, the more baffled we see the difference between personalities, but it's exactly because of differentiations that we are all united towards one objective, to contribute towards the perfection of the world. Each person, each country, according to their special talent, the opposites are to be integrated and related to the other. 
Rav Kook's Torah, the other way they describe one of the features of Rav Kook's Torah, it's the Torah of integration, the tzavot, uh, the, the, end, the ends, and, and the tree of life is based on that, right? Chesed, Gvora, Tiferet. Tiferet is the blending of Chesed and Gvora and, and, and so forth. And that's the opposites are integrated. And so then through the fusion of all the diverse minds and physiognomies, right? We're like, that's, he's talking about how genetically different, different races, there emerges a unified structure of consummate harmony. And so therefore, how far do we have to understand that even the ones that are different from us are part of the family? When we reflect on the Agadah, when we reflect on the measures that says the children of Sisera, the Canaanite general, taught Torah in Yerushalayim and Bnei Banav Shel Haman Limdu Torah Bnei Brak Lamdu Torah. It can be read both ways. That the children, the descendants of Haman, taught Torah and Bnei Brak. That's the Medrash. It's in the Gemara. Gemara Gitten. When we reflect on the Agadah, that descendants of Sisera taught Torah in Yerushalayim, descendants of Haman taught Torah in Bnei Brak. And also the, the descendants of St. Cherev taught Torah in public. We reach the depth of compassion, which calls on us not to be caught up in a stream of hatred, even of our fiercest enemy. We are called upon to reach the depth of compassion and not to be caught up in a stream of hatred even of our fiercest enemy. The highest sensibility in the soul of the people of Israel is the quest for universality. The, the people, the people of Israel, we aspire this by the very essence of our being and this affects all our existence. Our entire process of tshuva is rooted in this hidden longing. And here, once again, I want to dedicate this to Rabbi Shmuley. The soul of the people of Israel expresses itself in the striving for absolute justice, which in order to be effectuated, include the realization of all moral virtues. This is from Orota Chuva, which was published in Rav Cook's lifetime. There's a few of his books were written. It was published in 1925. And um, that's what he was telling us then and he's telling us now. The soul of the people of Israel expresses itself in the striving for absolute justice. The call to be committed to the principle of universality, the divine ensemble where all things have their being, this call is the essence of the soul of the righteous, of the tzaddikim, who walk before God. We're leading God to bring this about. 
And what is it all about? The Torah of Israel clarifies how the existence of the world and human ethics are dependent on each other. That's what it's about. It's not about religion. It is clear that the improvement of the world is dependent on ethical improvement. And this is the essence of the Israelite, the way Israelite way of understanding the creator. This is what God is and what we're directed to do as Tselem Elohim. The improvement of the world is dependent on ethical improvement. So may we really come to bring forth the perfection of the world in our lifetime. And please, Roberta, can you let us Amen. Say amen. 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 All right. Um, at this point, we've covered enough to show that Rav Cook is speaking about the third level of the song. What's the fourth level if this is the third level? But this is the, the, the Israel is the, the force of universalism in the world. And if anybody wants to say anything and, and so forth, we're now we're going to just go into the Haggadah. It, it'll be connected, but we're going to go into, uh, into the Haggadah. And, and, and next week, we'll go into the fourth level of the, of the fourfold song. So if anybody wants to ask anything or say anything, this is a good time. May I ask a question, please? Please. I was busy davening Shabbos and it, your shear came into my brain. And when it says, It seems, according to Rav Kook, in the boker you have or, it's in singular. But you need emuna at night because leilot is plural. Would that be something that Rav Kook would think? Um, yes, I think uh, very much so. I mean, the ultimate light is in, in the is in the unification. But I have to I have to tell you, thank you for that question, Rabbi Allen, because it fits in perfectly to what the Haggadah part that I decided to bring to us. So let let this let's see if what the, um, he's going to answer that question with what I'm about to what we're going to share from the Haggadah. Thank you. All right, so yeah, it's a perfect intro. I could, you know, I really, you'll see. Okay, um, this is taken from Rav Cook's Haggadah, which is a collection of his writings on Pesach, and he wrote a lot, a lot about Pesach. Israel uh, Israel was elevated for liberation at the coming out of Egypt. Zoti Cherut Elyona, this is an elevated liberation. What is liberation? Shichur Haratzon, freedom of will, Ofi, the freedom of one's own basic essential nature, one's own Tselem Elohim. And this is the highest reality that needs to be spread throughout the entire world, we need to bring to the entire world, or HaCherut elyon, the light of this highest Cherut, Shehu Tzarich Liyot Holech Venikne, that the entire world needs to experience. And 
Matzah he lechem oni velechem cherut. Matzah, the bread of affliction, the bread of freedom. When the Holy One revealed Himself and liberated us to eternal freedom, then the quality of freedom was embedded in our soul. Freedom of will that prepared us to divine service in its ideal form. The ideal form is that we serve the divine completely out of free will. And he, in other places, he might explain this that, but what he also explains is that the, um, we learned in Egypt by going through the process of enslavement, how we learned two things. We learned not to be enslaved to a human being, but we did learn the quality of submission to a higher force but we learned throughout the entire process that that submission, we need to apply it to, to a Kadosh Baruch Hu and not to any Pharaoh or Mitzrayim. So we learned the quality of submission, but we learned this quality of submission to the holy. But, but we also learned now to do it out of complete free will, not because we're compelled to, but this is our choice to do this and the, the, the Pharaoh, the, the Mitzrayim experience uh, taught us all this. And Zothi Razo, this is the universal secret of Matzah, giving us Laten Chodesh, to give us a complete freedom in, in, in our, I think, service of the holiness. And now he brings the Medrash. Um, where Ben Zoma says, the Pasuk says, Leman tiskor et mi eretz mitzrayim kol Sorry. That, that we need to remember all our days of coming out from Eretz Mitzrayim, all the days of our life. Kol yemei chayecha. Yemei chayecha, Ben Zoma says, are the days the nights, all the days of your life. The word kol is lelot, and the sages, they disagree. The sages say, no, is So that's the argument. And Rav Cook has a long drasha in this, and I'll try to summarize it. And, um, and I think it responds to, to, to what we're talking about. To understand the reason for the argument between Ben Zoma and the sages, and uh, where the argument is, do we have to remember the exodus from Egypt at night? Um, or is it at the daytime? Because they don't say the daytime, they don't make a differentiation between day or night, where Ben Zoma says, no, it has to be done at night. Um, it's necessary to understand every activity in the world has its preparation, hachana, and its purpose or fulfillment, tachlit. And if it's a great important matter, then the hachana is nichbeda, the preparation is really waiting, but the purpose, the fulfillment is always something greater than the preparation. And the way the world works, the day is the purpose 
And the night is the preparation as we rest at night, excuse me, as we rest at night in order to work during the day. The day, the night is the hachana, the day is the tachlit. And in the process of Yetziat Mitzrayim, we also had these two aspects, tachlita atzmi, the essential purpose, and the preparation, the hachana. The purpose, what was the purpose? The purpose of the Exodus was to make known to us the greatness of God and God's uh, divine providence and love uh, to his descendants of the children of Avram, Yitzhak, and Akka. We see that God is with us and that God loves us. That's what we came to know through the experience of uh, both Shibud Mitzrayim and Yitziat Mitzrayim. But Yitziat Mitzrayim was the, you know, made the, brought the point home. But then he has to say, we have to understand that this also was a preparation. Because lo nigmar tikun kol haolam ve'yitziat mitzrayim. We didn't reach the liberation of the entire world when we emerged from Egypt. It's, it's, we, we, we were liberated, but not the entire world. But the exodus from Egypt prepared us in a holy way, made known to us God's special love. We need to understand that the that that process of bringing that to fulfillment was actually part of a larger process, which was a hachana. This was the preparation for the path of the future universal liberation and redemption. Hachana the emergence from Egypt was to prepare us for the most wonderful shleimut that we will reach. We're not there at shleimut. We came into Israel and, 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 and took care of ourselves, but the world remained in terrible situation. And therefore, and that's why in terms of the preparation for the future, it's, it's appropriate for us to remember the Exodus at night, reminding us that we are still in the process of hachana to the gula of the redemption. And that's why we're here sitting here at night. We're still noticing we might be, but the world is still controlled by Pharaoh and the forces of limitation, Meitzarim of Mitzrayim. The essential purpose, the reason we tell the story of Yetziat Mitzrayim is for the future. Al Shem Ha'atid, Tanu El Ha'atida, to prepare us for the future liberation, the future redemption, and Koach HaGeulah, the power of this redemption is awakened through the telling of the story and therefore mekoma balayla velobayom it's a, we do this at night to remind us that we're still in a planetary process of preparation 
there is still a dying ein cherut amitit ba'olam. There isn't true freedom in the world. Ein ha'olam ga'ula dain mikvalava abduti'im. The world is not yet liberated and freed from its chains of enslavement. The redemption continue, and with this we complete. This is the, and this this was written uh, in Orot, in the essay Orot Israel Vatriato. This was, but this was in the original Orot, which was published in 1921. And he may have written this essay during World War I, because Orot is divided into a few essays, but the last one is called The Lights of Israel and Triato, its, its Rebirth. And Hagulanim Shechet Hivaholechet, liber redemption is going forth, developing Gulat Mitzrayim, Gulata Atida Shlema, the liberation from Egypt and the liberation of the future complete redemption. He Paula Achad Sheinaposeket is one unending action. The action of the Yada Chazaka Vehazroya the strong hand, outstretched arm that began in Egypt and continues its activity throughout all events of history, all the Mesibot and all the consciousnesses, Mo, all the events. Moshe ve'Eliyahu go'alim heim le'gu'ula achad. Moses and Elijah are liberating us towards one liberation. Hamatchil v'hagomer, the beginner and the closer. Hapoteach v'hachotem, the opener, the beginning and the complete, the ender, the opener and the closer. Hem yachad mimalim etachativa, the two of them together complete the unit. And Ruach Yisrael Makshivhu et kol hatnuot shel ha peulot hageula, and the spirit of Israel is hearing. This is worth. The spirit of Israel is hearing the call of these movements towards redemption. Haholchot becholam mesibot that are happening throughout all eventualities, all historical events. Ad melots michat keren a Yeshua bimloa vetova until will be sprouted the uh, complete horn of salvation. The complete salvation will be complete in all its fullness and goodness. So may we be blessed this Seder night and always to hear the, the call of Geula, the Pu'ulot of Geula as they're going forth. And may we really be blessed to, uh, to experience the Geula. Amen. Amen. And through and understand it's Amen. through our activities. It's in Beautiful. our hands to do, but God's Zroyan with this I'll end.
Rav Kook says in the Haggadah, the Zroyan the work of Israel is also to reach out and then we join our hands together. The Zroyan is reaching out to us to join hands in bringing the divine Amen. reality into this world. And let us join Roberta Venomar. Amen. 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 You know, it's Rav Yitzchak. It's totally gewaldic. It's totally amazing that, you know, you could imagine someone in the 21st century talking about this universalism. But for Rav Cook, who emerges from a shtetl and lands in, 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 uh, in the Medina or, in, you know, Ba'aretz, it, it is remarkable how he understands that our, the redemption of Klal Yisrael is interconnected with the redemption of humanity. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and what, what, what life events could have happened to such a person? It can't purely be spiritual enlightenment. What life events could happen to a, a person? very good question. Uh, that's a very good question, but I don't know any life event. There isn't a record of that. He seemed to be born from, as a young child, his illumination was apparent to everybody around him. And his level of understanding, he, he, he was, he's called in the books, and even in his own time, he's described a universal soul, with the teaching being that certain universal souls enter history at certain times in order to bring us to the next level. He is the soul for, for, for human, and it's the teachings of the Torah to their ultimate depth and breadth. Expansion. It's amazing. It, it's yeah. it, you know, it's it's such a great uh, spiritual curriculum for us because I think that we often think and and it is important to have dialogue. You know, people of different races, different religions. We need dialogue to understand each other and respect each other, and we only get so far. And yet, as a spiritualist, how far he could go without, you know. So let me say one thing because I know we have to end. I, I, one amazing thing that you said among so, among so much else is this notion that, that Mitzrayim was to learn submission. I mean, this is so amazing, to learn submission so that we could channel that submission differently. And I wonder how this squares up with, you know, the Gemara says that, that, that Am Yisrael is chosen for Matan Torah. The Jewish people receive the Torah at, at Sinai because they're O's. They're stubborn. They're a stubborn people. And so it seems there's two dueling traits here, right? One like a submissive people who, lear, who learn submissive in, uh, su submission in Mitzrayim. And one is kind of a difficult, challenging, edgy, stubborn people who are the people who should receive Torah. And I wonder, like, how, like, how, do, you, how do you dive these two together here? Huh. Well, you know, Rav Cook's teaching is our work is to be completely avdut Hashem, to give ourselves to the larger ideal, and to be true to our inner essence, to, to speak our truth in whatever situation we're in. And that can sometimes appear as stiff-necked people and so forth. But I think it's, it's that combination of being truly ourselves. Sometimes, and I think that's, that's my response to that, you know, offhand. Amazing. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you a great night. And uh, thank you all so much for joining. And so, Cholamoid, we'll see you. Thank you so much.